For what feels like the first time all season, every single Blue Jacket showed up for the whole game. We're going to talk about today last night's big win over Calgary on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jacket, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Jay Foster, uh, here to give you the good, the bad and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, uh, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every single day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube and we are on SiriusXM. I also want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more because right now new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet. That's guaranteed whether you win or lose. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Um, we actually have to start the episode with uh, a little bit of sad news. Um, and that is that uh, my wonderful co-host, Hayden, has uh, decided to step away from Locked on Blue Jackets. Um, there's a, a, a couple of reasons in there. Um, I won't I won't go into them, but needless to say, uh, I want to give Hayden a huge, huge thanks for the last eight months of showing up and doing, you know, going above and beyond, really. Um, going to miss him. Always welcome on the show. Uh, but it is going to be just me for the foreseeable future. Um, so if that's a, if that's a, a, a hard no for anyone, then sorry, but this is this is what it's going to be for the next little while. Um, we're going to miss Hayden, but hopefully we'll keep going with some good content for you guys. And uh, speaking of good content, the Blue Jackets won a game for the first time in what like two weeks. Um, they they beat the Calgary Flames uh, convincingly as well. They uh, and it wasn't. I said this in the in the the intro. Everyone showed up. The goalies showed up. The defense showed up. The offense showed up. Like that was that was a good game. That was a good win. Um, kind of a shaky first period. Uh, the Blue Jackets got real lucky. Uh, Igor Chinikov assisted by the referee scores, and then uh, Damon Severson assisted by Jacob Markstrom also scores. Um, I thought the two goals on Tarasov were a little. Not great, that second one especially. Felt a little bit soft to give up, uh, but credit where it's due. He shut them down in the second and third periods. Uh, I'm just pulling up the, the shots. Um, although the Blue Jackets turned it on. The Flames only had four shots in the second period and uh, eight shots in the third period. So they had fewer shots in the second and third than they combined than they did in the first period where they had 18. So, like, credit to the Blue Jackets defense uh, for for turning it on um, and credit to the offense for figuring out how to get the scoring going as well. Um, Alex Hexier with the first shorthanded goal of the Blue Jackets season, which it's, it's January 25th. I feel like they should have had a shorthanded goal before then, but no matter. Uh, power play goal from Dmitry Vronkov on a major and an empty net goal from Adam Fantilli. So, again, Another night for the youth, this one, uh, with four of the five goal scorers being under the age of 25, at least. I don't even know if Alexander Texier is 25 yet, but a really, really, a, a, a good all-round night, honestly. Um, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm kind of just playing back over the game, and like, bar that second Flames goal, 
I'm trying to think of anything that like was egregiously bad about this game. You know, um, the scoring was was pretty even. Uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players got on the score sheet for the Blue Jackets, um, including Damon Sieberson with a goal and an assist. You got Chinakov with a goal and an assist, and Adam Fantilli with a goal and an assist. Um, he, I believe, has uh, retaken both team scoring. Uh, second place in team scoring and second place in rookie scoring. So that's great to see. Um, it is not lost on me that his scoring came uh, with the man advantage uh, and on the empty net. So not the actual line that he has been playing on, but on the power play, uh, I believe he assisted on Kromachenko's goal. And then uh, he got his empty net goal from... Igor Chinikov. So, again, the line's got a little bit wonky at the end there, but like I said, not lost on me that his scoring came away from his line. Um, which, not great, but it is what it is. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with this game. Like, it's... Okay, Adam Pantilli is in fourth place in rookie scoring right now. Brock Faber and Marco Rossi have overtaken him. Conor Bedard's still sitting at the top somehow. Uh, but maybe maybe he'll he'll go on a little bit of a run now. It's been a minute since Fantilli has, has had uh, a, a couple of points in a game, but I'd like to see him continue to, to play not on the line that he's currently on. Um... I don't know when when line A is going to be back. Probably not tomorrow, I would assume. Um, they'll probably announce this just after I've done recording because they love to they love to do that. But um, we'll uh, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Um, the annoying thing is that the Blue Jackets won this game, and so what that means is that they'll probably keep the lines the same. Which in and of itself is not like a bad thing necessarily, um, because you know if if it works, don't change it. But I still feel like you could get more out of your team um, because again, looking at looking at the forward lines, um, again the only one that had a positive uh, five on five shot attempt differential was the fourth line, the Texier Corrali Danforth line. Uh the Jenna line was under 50, the Cylinder line was under 50, the Voronkov line was also under 50. Um so something's something's probably got to give. I don't know what that is yet. Um we'll see. I I would like to see the lines get changed up. Um the defense, on the other hand, uh, I, I like the defense a whole lot in that game. Um, and we'll talk about why that is in just a second, but it concerns one big returning player. So we'll talk about who that is and why that is in just a second here on Locked Up Blue Jackets. First, I'm going to tell you guys about FanDuel, because the NFL's regular season has wrapped up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, and you can bet on the big game, because right now, new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet, and that's guaranteed. Whether you win or lose, all you got to do, place a $5 bet, and you will get $150 
to bet on same game parlays, to bet on the NHL, to bet on the NBA, to bet on the NFL. Like there's so many different places uh, on the site to bet. There's so many different things you can bet on. The app is super easy to use. Uh, they've got a parlay hub, which uh, is the best way to find popular parlays. And uh, they've got an explore tab. So you can just like go in, click around and see what looks like fun. All of this and more on the FanDuel app and on FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, make sure you check out Sirius X. Um, if you want to uh, catch the radio broadcast of the Blue Jackets, you can catch every single goal of the Columbus broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Blue Jackets and you will find uh, Bob McGillicott and his crew over there. They do a really great job. Let's talk about uh, Zach Wrensky, who has not played since uh, the 27th of December, I believe was his last game, uh, and kind of, much like Boone Jenner did, jumped straight back in. He played twenty over 25 minutes last night. Uh, he was a plus three on the night. Uh, he was uh, He was great. And I think... You don't realize, I think, how badly the team missed him and missed him healthy until he came back and were like, oh, well, this is this is fine. This is much better, actually. This is this is good. Um, he had a 54% shot attempt share uh, at all at all situations, which was the best on defense. Uh, Jake Bean did a little better than him at even strength, but uh this team has missed where it's missed Sakurensky real bad, man. And I, it's one of those things where you like, like I said, you don't know what you're missing until it comes back and you're like, Oh, that's why everything was, was bad. Um, you know, I think it's taken some of the load off of other players. I know, um, Ivan Provorov played very, uh, Ivan Provorov played 20 minutes, uh, Last night, uh, Gabranson only played 15, Severson 19, Boquist 16, uh, and Bean uh, 14 and a half. So a much more even ice time share. Like if you take Brensky out of it, you don't have, you know, Provorov playing 27 minutes a night. You don't have Gabranson playing 24 minutes a night. And I still think that like you get the best Zakarensky that you can if he's playing, you know, maybe three minutes less a night. But if you have to pick a defenseman on this team to play a million minutes a night, it's probably going to be Wierenski. He jumped right back in, uh, had an assist on the first goal, I believe. The the Chinikov goal was, uh, yep, he had an assist on that one and uh, just looked really good out there. The power play, we're going to talk about special teams in a minute, but like the power play looked like an actual NHL power play. For the first time in in a minute, um, he didn't get an assist on the power play goal, but I was watching some of the earlier power plays. Blue Jackets, I think, had four power plays, including that five minute major, um, and they they looked good. They looked competent. I thought they were moving the puck well. I think having Wrensky up there has been a big help. Um, Provorov is is not the answer for PP one, and I don't think Boquist is either. Um, I would put both of them on the second power play unit, if I'm being brutally honest. Uh, I think those two guys would probably work a little bit better if they played together instead of just one of them um, on, on the power play. But 
having Wierenski back, it just it makes a difference in a in a way that I'm still surprised by. Uh, he, I believe, is still third on the team in scoring, um, despite the fact that again he's he's been gone for a month. Um, I'm just pulling up the the numbers now because I clicked away from them. Um, yeah, he's got 26 points in 35 games. He's only got one goal still. He's going to score eventually. Um, but this team is looking, it's looking like if they can keep Wierenski healthy, maybe they have a shot of figuring some things out. If I'm, you know, if I'm being honest here, um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Obviously I'm not sitting here like, man, the team is fixed. The playoffs are, are underway. Like we're going to make the playoffs because of one good game, but that felt like it felt promising. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and talk about how close the Blue Jackets are to figuring it out because I'm tired of that. You're tired of that. I've said it about 17 million times this season. Um, but that felt like a, an encouraging game. They just have to be able to keep Wierenski healthy. Um, and they might have to They might have to, to, to tell David Yerushek to turn around and get back on a plane, honestly, uh, because... Uh, Adeboquist out injured. Uh, he missed, I think, most of the last period. So that's all, like half of the last period. I don't remember exactly when he he missed the when he left the bench, but um, that explains again the um, the ice time discrepancy. He only played sixteen and a half minutes, despite playing with Borenski for the entire game, but uh, lost at least a tooth. Uh, so. Might be back tomorrow against the Canucks. I would imagine he probably would be, unless it's like way more serious than than it looks like. But maybe put a bubble on him, um, and then I don't know that we'll see Jack Roslovic, um against the Canucks. So maybe that is line A's cue to to get back into the lineup. Probably not. I think we'll probably see Bemstrom again, um, which is fine. It is what it is. You know, at this point, I'm I'm kind of kind of used to it, but. What is it about Blue Jackets and Flames games, man? Are the Flames just really mad that Johnny Gaudreau didn't sign there? Um, because obviously they took out Patrick Laine in the first game of the season, uh, or the first matchup of the season between these two teams, and then Jonathan Huberdeau, who is not a player that is known for like throwing his weight around, I don't think, um, sent Jack Rostovic face-first into the Percy Glass, and he was just, it was pouring blood. When uh, when he got off the ice, like it, it was a mess. So I don't know what's going on there. Whether we'll see him, um, it's going to be. It's. Uh, I would imagine we'll probably see a slightly different lineup. Um, but I am not super enthusiastic about the concept of a Fantilli, Jenna, Bemstrom line with Fantilli on the wing. It just it doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to keep banging this drum until Pascal Benson like hears me. I don't. I don't understand. And they talked a lot about how he can have more speed on the wing and he can like simplify his game a little bit. But like, I, I just, I don't, I don't see that. I thought he looked really good at center. I think he's looked less effective at the wing. Obviously he scored a goal. He had a, scored a goal and had an assist last night. But again, one of those was an empty netter. Um, and the other one was on the power play. So like, he's not producing at five on five when he is on the wing. And I would actually be really interested to know what his numbers are, like when he get where he gets his points from. Is it when he's playing on the wing or is it when he's playing at center? Because I suspect he's probably getting more points playing at center. Um, that being said, 
The power play looks good. The penalty kill looks good. Um, I want to talk a little bit about those special teams, uh, and I also want to touch on goaltending as well. So we'll do both of those things in just a minute here on Lockdown Blue Jackets. First, I'm going to tell you guys about Indeed, because uh, we're, we're all driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, uh, they are your matching and hiring platform. They've got over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data. And they've got a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And they don't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, uh, according to a, a recent survey. I have been lucky enough to not have to job hunt for a little while, but when I have, Indeed is the job site that I use when I am job hunting. So it makes sense that people use it for hiring as well. Listeners of this show are going to get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your job with more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now. Support our show by saying you heard about Indeed here. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Let's talk a little bit about special teams, and then I want to touch on on goaltending again because I don't know that our uh, we've answered any of the questions that we had the last time I recorded a podcast. So, Blue Jackets went one for four on the power play and did not concede a power a uh, power play goal to the Flames and scored a shorthanded goal. That feels pretty good to me, um, considering they have struggled on the penalty kill, basically, all year. Um, and by all year, I mean, like, all month, I guess. Um, it was it was really good at the beginning of the season, has kind of dropped off significantly. Um, they are currently 18th on the penalty kill after being third in the league for a good chunk of the season. Um, and the power play, again, continues to flounder at 20, uh, 25th in the league. So, like, neither of them are having a great season. but they looked good in this game, and again, I think I'm going to chalk that up to Wierenski being back. Um, in terms of, let me see if I can find where the, um, in terms of the power play, they uh, had 16 shot attempts, four, on their power play, uh, and only eight shot attempts on the Flames power plays. So that second one got a little bit hairy because uh, they had seven shot attempts, four in two minutes, which seems like too many. Um, but if you flip over to the penalty kill, uh, they only generated they generated four shots, four shot attempts um, on on the um, on the penalty kill or on the the power play for the flames. So like. Everything's, it, it wasn't like a great night, statistically speaking, I don't think, for special teams, but they got the goals, which is where it counted, and like, frankly, I think the penalty kill, the power play, excuse me, specifically passed the eye test, it passed the vibe check. Um, I would have liked to see more than one goal from fully nine minutes of uh, of power play time, but... They uh, they got the they got what they needed to do. Um, where did they have? They had ten shots in total on the power play. One of them went in, so you know, 
ten percent scoring percent, ten percent shooting percentage on the uh, the penalty kill and on the power play. Excuse me, and uh, they had basically, I think they had like a one hundred percent. Yeah, they had a a one hundred percent shooting percentage on the penalty kill, which again, very funny, um, because I believe Texier's shot hit the post and then he put the he put his own rebound away. And shots on goal don't count. Shots on the post don't count as a shot on goal. So I'm just going to take this one. You know, I there are more things that I could like nitpick about this game and be like, oh well, faceoffs were were poor across the board um, because. Just a Danforth was the only. Oh no, Jack Rostovic was 100% on faceoffs. He must have taken like one or two. Danforth was at 50%, and every other Blue Jacket that took faceoffs was sub um, sub 50. Interesting note: Adam Fantilli didn't take a single faceoff. So make of that what you will. Um, I just want to finish off by by pointing out Daniil Tarasov, who had a wobbly first period, uh, allowed two goal. Well, I say wobbly. Two goals on 18 shots is is fine. I thought the second goal was a little bit wobbly, but again, shut them down after that. Um, made 28 of 30 saves, good for a 933 save percentage, and uh, way, way better than the last two games he played, where he allowed, I think, six goals and five goals against the Kraken and the Jets. So now it comes down to who do they play against the Canucks tomorrow? Um, we'll kind of get into that a little bit more in tomorrow's episode um i'm gonna do a, a saturday episode we'll, we'll preview the canucks game and um, we'll probably talk a little bit more about goaltending hopefully we'll get an update on roslovic and boquist and whether Juracek is is turning around and heading straight back up to canada at least he's you know getting his his air miles collected um but do you start elvis who was good against the canucks when they played them a couple of weeks ago got the win or do you play Tarasov, who had a solid night in Calgary, Elvis has had a couple of rough games. And we're right back to kind of what I was talking about, um, not yesterday, but I think Wednesday's episode. Um, do you do you go with a hot hand? Do you keep the um to keep the rotation going? I miss a couple of months ago when I wasn't stressed about the goaltending it was the only thing I wasn't stressed about on this team, mind, but I wasn't stressed about the goaltending, and they clearly heard me and took that personally. And so now I think we're just going to have this discussion basically every game, every game for the rest of the season is going to be okay. Who's playing? Why are they playing? Is it because they were good last last game? Is it because the other goalie wasn't good enough? We'll see. Um, I'll get into kind of some more goalie talk kind of in in specifics tomorrow because we'll probably get a better idea um that's that's coming up on tomorrow's episode we'll preview the canucks game um and see if we can kind of figure out what went so right in calgary and what went wrong in edmonton um and what they need to do to play more like they did last night against the flames than they did on tuesday night against the oilers um Thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. We are on SiriusXM. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email us at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.